0: Welcome to another edition of Flea Market Fantasy, the world's second greatest Bronze Age era comic book podcast. And joining me tonight, returning after a two-week absence, it's new Mike L., Kevin Jank. Hey, I'm back. (laughs) It was not me with
1: those hookers in the trunk. That was my evil twin.
0: All right, so all the legal problems have been uh, taken care of. Jank is back. It's good to have you back, buddy. Very excited. Did you miss doing the show?
1: <laughs> oh, sure. It's all I thought about every night. <laughs>
0: while <laughs> you were gone. Board up. Oh, well, I hope so. Uh, while you were gone, our old buddy Bob Myers filled in for you like a, like a pro. And uh, thankfully, Bob is here to join us again. Three weeks in a row, Bob. Bob, are you with us?
2: I am here. Yeah, three um, weeks. This is a lot. I don't know how you guys do this every week. <laughs> it is. Thank well, you so wait. much
1: for
0: filling in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, of course.
0: This is just half of our fake radio burden. <laughs> That's I mean, true.
1: I mean, really, it's like a fifth, considering <laughs> yes. the other
0: show's four hours long. <laughs> so, anyway, though, uh, Bob, and, and a way to thank you for filling in for Jank. Well, we picked the Planet of the Apes last week, you know, Monkey Planet. That was great. But now, mm-hmm. this week, we, we let you pick an issue. Jank said, hey, he can have my pick. Oh, shit, you know what? I forgot to make a pick. For this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got until the end of the episode to come up with something.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are yapping about whatever we're doing. We'll reveal here in a second. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll go find something to
2: pick. All right. But, Bob, tell the kids what you picked for this week. We are doing John Constantine Hellblazer, issue number seven. Yeah. And may I suggest, Mike Dell, maybe you just do issue eight. You just start working through the series. (laughs) I'm all right. (laughs) I think I'm good.
0: Yeah, I think I'm good. Now, Jank, we should when started I with issue you, eight. When, when, <laughs> I, when I told you, Jank, that uh, Bob had picked Hellblazer, you were excited.
1: Yeah, this is on my my list of things to get to at some point. I was thinking about maybe trying to push it till you know October, but <laughs> I'm glad so we're doing you, it now.
0: You have read Hellblazer in the past.
1: No, I have not, but I have been looking through the issues trying to find a good one. How'd that go <laughs> uh, <laughs> Number seven, not what I would have
0: picked all right, yeah, Bob, <laughs> why did you select issue number seven, Bob?
2: Because uh, this one it's just got a fair bit of all the weirdness yeah. like <laughs> um so it Very like weird. I, I kind of look through and like what one makes sense and like. These all these early issues of Hellblazer are just are recurring storylines. So, like you had to pick one. It's like none of them really make sense. I mean, there's a couple standalones, but I had to just kind of jump in the middle somewhere. And I was just kind of flipping through, and I remembered this one was very weird. So I decided to go with it.
0: All right, that makes sense. Now, what what is your history with the John Constantine, Hellblazer? How long you've been you've been reading it, or big fan all your whole life?
2: Uh, not all my whole life. Uh, I started reading it, I don't know, years ago. I really haven't read that much of it. Maybe 30 issues, I would say. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of help.
0: That yeah, is a 30 issues. That's plenty.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the run goes like 300. But, <laughs> yeah, so 10%. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, let's look at some backstory here on John Constantine Hellblazer. Uh, This here title ran from January 1988 to February 2013, as Bob said, a span of 300 issues. Holy hell. And it shifted to the Vertigo imprint in 1993. You mentioned this last week, Bob, that uh, this book was more synonymous with Vertigo uh, because it was Vertigo's longest-running title. And, Bob, would you like to remind the kids what Vertigo was?
2: Uh, I guess the best way to put it is it's an imprint of DC Comics, more for mature readers, I guess would be the best way to describe it.
0: That leaves us out. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> In March 2013, one month after the first series ended, DC launched Constantine – Uh, which brought the character into the mainstream DC universe, and it lasted 23 issues. Bob, do you have any knowledge of the Constantine series?
2: No, but, I mean, I don't want John Constantine in the DC universe fully. I mean, he obviously sort of is, but that doesn't sound interesting at all.
0: That seems to be the general consensus (laughs) from what I read, that people did not like the series because they did not like him being part of the – at least that's what I read. Um, Jack I'm guessing you have no knowledge of any of this
1: uh, I mean I, I'm aware of the character I've certainly read some stories that have him In the mainstream DC universe And they were hey. fine
2: <laughs> All right. they were Was fine. it him Investigating why the Blue Beetle is such a dumb Character
0: <laughs> <laughs> It should
1: have been Maybe you can magic up some way to make him cool uh,
0: <laughs> There are some Other uh, series after that I guess limited series and stuff. I think there might be even one going on right now. Who knows? Oh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, but I don't know, Jake, uh, you were a movie aficionado. Uh, in 2005, there was a movie called Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Free pizza, Keanu
0: Reeves. <laughs> That's free pizza, <laughs> which is a reference to a terrible movie we watched on the LCS show. What was the name of that one? Scored? Or no, that was the knock, other knock. one. Knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock. We are, There are two very similar films, Scorn and Knock Knock. (laughs) Keanu was in Knock Knock, and he gives this ridiculous speech about free pizza. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, Jack, did you see Constantine the movie?
1: You know, I never actually did. I think even without really having read the book, I knew that Keanu Reeves was a bad choice. And then, like, (laughs) I never watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, like... Why did they think, you know how terrible he is doing a British accent from that movie. Why would you ever pick him to play Constantine?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we haven't really talked about the character. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But yeah, uh, Keanu is John Constantine. That makes no sense. Bob, is that who you would have cast as John Constantine?
2: Absolutely not, which is part of the reason I've never seen it. I have heard it's actually not bad, but like he is not Constantine by any means.
1: (laughs) No. I, I heard they are making a sequel, though.
2: I think I heard oh. that, too, because, I mean, yeah, well, I, people like it. It's just it's it's you've got to think of it as like some weird alternative version because he's clearly not yeah. Keanu Reeves. Not well, in 2014, <laughs> no 2015,
0: there was an NBC series on TV called Constantine, and it yeah. started a guy named Matt Ryan. Not to be confused with the NFL quarterback. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matty not Ice. The, it's not the same guy. Uh, not, this guy's probably more athletic. <laughs> Well, that doesn't take a lot. Uh, I guess neither of you guys watched the TV series?
2: I didn't. Again, I heard good things, but I never actually watched it. I should at some point. Never heard about it. I didn't didn't even know it existed. Jack?
1: I didn't watch the series, but I did end up seeing him, because after the show got canceled, even though it was, like, an NBC show, somehow they still managed to bring the character over to the CW-verse at some point. So he showed up on, like, Arrow and Flash and that kind of shit.
2: Well, that sounds yeah. awful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it <laughs> pretty much was.
0: <laughs> All right, so who is John Constantine? Well, uh, here's what I have, Bob, in my notes. He's an exorcist and a magician. Yeah, that's about right. And somewhat of a con man, they also said.
2: Yes, for sure. He's All definitely right. shady.
0: And his first appearance was Swamp Thing, issue 37, 1985. He was created by Alan Moore and Stephen R. Bissett, and the character's look was based on Sting. Not Sting, the wrestler.
1: Well, we're not
2: sure. Maybe without the makeup, that's, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Well, he'd have been yeah, way more jacked. Way more jacked. <laughs> that's fair. He's under is, a trench coat. This is
0: Sting from the police. <laughs> I can see that. It, because apparently Stephen R. Bissett and the other uh, another buddy of his, they were really into the police, and they loved Sting. And they wanted to <laughs> make a character based on Sting. So Alan Moore, he had this other idea, and he said, hey, why don't we just make this guy look like Sting? And that's what they did. They did so want to go like
1: Summers or someone, huh? Yeah, so, I mean,
0: definitely not. That's, I mean, that's not uh really want to base your... Maybe based it on Adam Ant. That, uh, so well, that would are. be amazing.
2: <laughs> <I> would <love laughs> that is so highly sting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so when I was doing this research for this John Constantine, it's right away when I see, oh, Alan Moore created this guy, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if he stole this from somebody. <laughs> so that's all he does. <laughs> that's all he does is he steals things from people. And uh, Mike Gale loves this guy though. But uh so no, no jive, the very next paragraph I read was quote. Asked in 1985 about the similarities between John Constantine and the character Baron Winters from Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan's Night Force, Moore revealed that he was a big fan of Wolfman and Night Force, but that no intention to rip off Baron Winters existed. Yeah, okay. (laughs) This is all this guy fucking does. It's just steal
2: things from And fairness. I'm quite sure that he's on a lot of drugs, so it's entirely <laughs> possible that when he steals these things, he has no idea he's doing so.
0: Oh, he's such a genius. He just rips off everything. Uh, so, yeah, that's, a, that's all the notes I have on John Constantine. Bob, what else would you like to tell us about John Constantine?
2: I mean, that basically fills it in. He's a very troubled soul, and he smokes a lot. Yeah. I think those are the two you know, the two big pieces to hit.
0: Uh, he also seems to like the ladies like and the fellas.
2: fellas. He likes yes. the ladies and the fellas. He does. He, uh, also, which
0: like I don't want I mean, to say that about, that. but you know, hey, uh, I will say this if you like the ladies and the fellas, it automatically doubles your chances of getting a date, you know, Just particularly say, hey, when String. you look
2: like Sting. Sting,
0: so <laughs> all right, uh, but he's a magician and uh, he wears a trench coat, um, like a, 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 a sort of columbo esque.
2: It it's, is is esque,
0: yeah, yeah uh, very much so. Yeah. Columbo wears a raincoat, of course. His is more like a is his more like a full fledged trench coat, I think It's so. a
2: long it's longer than Columbo. Yeah. But
0: um I don't know. Jank, uh, anything else about Constantine that you know? Hmm. <laughs> nope. I think I didn't know. <laughs> um I thought uh in in terms of Marvel, he looks a little bit like uh um Who's the fella, uh, son of Satan? Who's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh,
1: Hellstrom. Damien Hellstrom. Yeah,
0: Damien Hellstrom. Is it, is it a similar thing? Kind of. There's things. definitely, they have similar looks for sure. Yeah. Like they're both, because uh, Hellstrom, um, he was a, literally the son of Satan. Yeah. He, he's the in world, all that. that the cult type Yeah, and I think he did some exorcism kind of stuff too, right? So, yeah. Anyway. Let's do that?
2: All right. So, sorry uh, Bob, I have a
1: question. Are you, since you read some of this stuff, they keep mentioning this Newcastle incident. Uh, do you have any idea what that was all about?
2: Uh Yeah, they cover it somewhere in this series. I think after all this stuff, um, basically, they were in Newcastle and they came across. Now, when you say they, they, uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, it's John Constantine and a group of his friends and I think a couple other people. I don't remember all of it all exactly who were there, but it's like six or seven different people.
0: But and they I had forget- a little crew. They had a little crew where they went around investigating
2: paranormal things or something, right? Uh that gimmicks. could be. I think they were if I remember right, they were actually in a some of them were in a punk rock band and they were doing a show there, if I remember right.
1: i Like you know, this it's, already. <laughs> it's, been,
2: well, it's been a while it's been a bit since I've read it. But basically the venue they were playing at um, they went in and there'd been a bunch of people killed, if I recall. And I guess, I don't remember if there was already a demon there, but I think they summoned a demon to try to fight this other, de- I think that's what happened. There was a demon oh, okay. in this place and they summoned a demon to try to fight him, but they summoned him incorrectly because they were a little bit naive about what they're doing and bad things happened and several people died. And then the people who lived ended up just having bad lives and then dying later for the most part, except for Mr. Constantine.
0: Yeah, I guess he went to a uh, mental institution for a while after that. Oh, right, sure. right. I think so cuz yeah. then at the end of yeah. this book we have some files from his psychologist or psychiatrist, I guess would be the problem.
2: Yeah, he spent yeah. a while in a mental institution after that, yeah.
0: But the people who were with him in that Newcastle crew, they reference in this book a bit cuz we meet another one of them I think here in this yeah. book. Uh like you mentioned, they all they all die basically either then at that incident or later on. So, like, everyone who Constantine befriends throughout his life ends up dying is basically one of his gimmicks, right, that he has to deal with. <laughs> that's definitely one of his
2: gimmicks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that sounds like most people. Peter Parker, I think, has the same thing. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I hate to break this to you, but everyone you know at some point now or at, previously in your life will die. Yeah. So true. Uh, pretty much that's a human condition. But – uh, it, it almost seems like the way the people die in his, uh, relationships, they all meet untimely ends or, as we see from this fella here in this issue, a natural death, you know? They don't, <laughs> they don't live to be old age, you know, and, and retire peacefully at home. Uh, although I don't know that this guy's dead. <laughs> no,
2: we'll get to it, but yeah. there was some harsh handling of that scenario. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to bring up too, Bob, because it seems like, <laughs> All right, but we'll get there. Constantine's a jerk. (laughs) Yes,
0: he is. But we'll get there in a minute. All right. uh, The cover artist for this is Dave McKean, M-C-K-E-A-N McKean. And uh, the writer is Jamie Delano. And the artist for the book is John Ridgway, although Brett Ewins and Jim McCarthy provide the artwork for pages one through three. And we will point that out when we get there as well um now this uh the writer here jamie delano well first of all the cover artist let's let's look at the cover because uh this is an interesting cover this is dave yeah. McKean. now have we did he do sandman stuff bob
2: he did he did all, all right. the sandman covers
0: i was going to say this style looks very familiar to me sandman, yeah. so uh describe the cover for us bob
2: uh so it's john constantine right in the center of the screen john constantine's Basically, it looks like he's discovered a body sitting in a chair. It looks like he's probably dead. He's got a pentagram necklace on. And then behind them, there's, I guess, some type of ghostly face or something, a massive face screaming in agony.
0: Yeah, I guess his soul is leaving his body or whatever.
2: Uh, that, Yeah, that could be what's going on. And then there's some weird refractory lines and stuff at the top, but I don't know exactly what that's for. Yeah, I like the... Uh, <laughs> like hang- images I- sliced up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Cenk, if you look at the uh, title there, the Hellblazer, it's all in blue and a wacky font. I like that. I think the, the title yeah. kind of cool. All it's around, stylish. this looks
1: like a classy book that I like. Uh, Bill Sienkiewicz-esque.
0: <laughs> it is very Bill Sienkiewicz-esque. Uh, but, but, let me just clarify one thing. So you're saying that's John Constantine on this cover and not Sting. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can tell by the trench coat. All right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> all right. I appreciate that. Uh, and then right on the cover underneath the DC bullet there on the left. A new format, number 7, July 88, suggested for mature readers. Yeah, even before Vertigo. Yeah. So the writer here, uh, Jimmy Delano, uh, some info on him. He was born 1954 in Northampton, London, 137 writing credits at DC. He was handpicked by Alan Moore to write the Hellblazer series. He said, hey, Jamie Delano, are you going to tell anybody that I ripped off this idea? <laughs> and he said, no, I'll never mention it. And he says, all right, you got the job. That's how he did it. <laughs> and uh, Jamie Delano. Sex magic. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Moore's big into the sex magic. Which, yeah, well, we've talked about that on the LCS show before. we broken it down. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he wrote uh, 37 of the first 40 Hellblazer issues. So he did a lot here at the beginning. And then he went on to write issues fifty one of to seventy nine of Animal Man from ninety two to ninety four. Mike Gale probably loves this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure he does. <laughs> Animal Man. Uh he, Jimmy Delano was part of the British invasion of uh, British <laughs> writers that came to DC with after Alan Moore, you know? Hmm. So they're like, hey, this He's Alan Moore, the
1: funky version of Jamie Delano, that's much better. <laughs> I
0: so. But they're like, hey, this Alan Moore guy is really good at stealing things. I bet he has friends who can steal things too. Let's bring them all over. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Now the artist is John Ridgway. Uh, he also was born in England in uh, 1940. He has 42 penciling credits at DC. He did the first nine issues of Hellblazer. Uh, then he also did some Spectre, Judge Dredd, and Doctor Who. I think the uh, the Doctor Who, he did a bunch of Doctor Who and uh, Judge Dredd. I think that that was for a different, like, uh, company, though. DC. I Can't remember what, though. But it was, like, one of them British comic companies or something. Yeah. Some guys. So uh, those are the creators here. Do you have any, any relation to Stan Ridgeway from Wall
1: of Voodoo? I want to but guess no. The same way. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, uh, no, but he's related, I think, to Andrew Ridgway. Is it Andrew Ridgway?
1: Ridgely? From Ridgely? I'm
2: thinking, I'm thinking of Ridgely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The joke yeah, doesn't uh, work.
1: No, I'm no.
0: He tried a wham joke. I tried a wham joke. I did. They're, they're very tricky. Wham
1: jokes are always good. You can always wham it in there.
0: <laughs> but, uh, Bob, do you have any history with Jamie Delano or John Ridgway?
2: Uh, just on Hellblazer. I've never read any Animal Man, unfortunately.
0: So I take it you're a big fan of their work, then. If you've read 30 issues of them,
2: um, I don't know if I've read 30 issues of all of theirs, but um, a good chunk of it. Because I've kind of jumped around in this book, but I've probably read okay. at least the first maybe 20 of these guys. So oh, well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ridway I enjoy only did it. the first nine. By yeah. The way. yeah. Um, all right, I'm guessing, Jank, you've never heard of these guys. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never heard of him either. Again, this is where Mike Gale came in handy, because he knew all the CC bullshit. <laughs> but I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, you hit the important points.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's crack this sucker open. And uh, as we mentioned, different, a different art team did the first three pages, because it's a dream sequence. Now, I like this, though. I'm not, Well, I'm not a fan of this uh, style of art here in the first three pages, because it's very 1990, even though this was 88. This is very very like early 90s art, like that yeah. style, and I don't really like it. But um, I like the fact that they had a different art team do the dream sequence. Yeah. Now, the, the question I would have is, was this I, – I, obviously this was the plan, right? Because they have him – or did they decide, well, hey, let's add this later, and then Ridgway couldn't do it, so they
2: got this team to do it.
1: The book was short, yeah. They had to yeah, add a couple more pages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I mean, he does have like throughout the series. There's a fair amount of dream sequences. Uh, oh, how do this, they
0: usually handle them? Do they usually bring in a different art team or no? Um,
2: I'm honestly not sure. Um, to tell you the truth, they look. I think they often look a little bit different, but I don't. I don't know if it's a fully different art team or not. But this one definitely seems more basically tacked onto the story yeah, than most of the time.
0: Yeah, because really, you could cut this out of the book and it would not change anything. Yeah, <laughs> that you read after it. Yeah.
1: So. Does he have like prophetic dreams where like they come true in some way, or is this just normal dream that really has no point? <laughs>
2: um, I feel like he's had some prophetic stuff, and like I feel like he gets visited by, you know, dead friends and stuff, and I think even demons sometimes. So I don't know. He's he's got a lot of problems, so his dreams are always messed up.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: the the dream <laughs> sequence, files at the end of the book.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is one particularly disturbing detail about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, and that we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the dream sequence they open up. Uh, he he's in a theater, and you can tell this book is made for mature readers because he he goes sliding into second base right away in the second <laughs> yeah. panel. He's there with a lady friend, and uh, he's going right under her shirt in the second panel. And now uh, this lady friend, I guess her name is Zed, and this is uh what can you tell us about her, Bob? Zed.
2: I don't remember. All right. <laughs> I, sh- I should have researched her more. Like, I know she's she's a recurring character early on in the story, and obviously, uh, and she's later in this story specifically. But well, her and Constantine used to have a relationship, and I don't remember all the details. From honest.
0: my understanding, she is the daughter of some cult. Yes. Some religious cult that he is trying to take down, I believe. Yeah. I tongues of fire or something like that? The tongues of fire. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, so then they go the separate ways eventually. And then the, I think the last thing I read on uh, Wikipedia or wherever the character background was, what I read, it said, like, the last time she interacted with Constantine, she tried to lure him into an orgy, but he declined. I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds <laughs> 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 that really does sound for mature readers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Jenk, but I don't remember that time. Where Black Cat showed up and tried to lure, uh, Spider-Man into an orgy.
1: <laughs> I must
0: have missed that episode. <laughs> that happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds like something that would have happened on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. You know. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Firestar. He was a kinky minx. I
2: think so. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I, I like the term kinky minx. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good band name. <laughs> right here. The kinky minx. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, they're in the theater. I was a little confused about what they're watching in this theater because uh it seems like James Bond, a monster movie and Sherlock Holmes are all up on the screen at some point in <laughs> this theater. Very but, uh, movie. I think
1: it is James Bond.
0: Yeah. But basically uh now he doesn't look anything like Sting here in this uh, began. Yeah, like these characters don't look anything like what they look like later in the book. No. But uh she's got this got totally is different to- hair. I think she has got white hair later on, but
2: Yeah, this like this <laughs> looks completely different than what she normally Yeah. Looks.
0: Yeah, like I had no idea this was Constantine. At
2: first, like, who is
0: this guy? Uh, but yeah, so he uh, they're in the theater all alone. The theater completely empty except for them. And he's trying to he starts to make the sweet sweet love to her in this theater, you know. And then he uh, he starts then he rips open her chest, or I guess she rips open her <laughs> chest, and you yeah. get to see her, her. He like unzips her. And you can see her, her bones and her organs, and he rips off her skin from her face, so she's just all muscle and eyeballs. And eventually, she's just a bloody skeleton, and he's still making out with her. Now, <laughs> so I guess the symbolism here is that she has a lot of secrets, and he wants to get down into those secrets and find out what her true nature is. Either that, or he really wants to have sex with a skeleton.
1: <laughs> Judging by those files, I wouldn't put that It's
0: <laughs> some weird stuff. <laughs> But all right, Bob. So then we get through that dream sequence. Now we get to the John Ridgeway art and it's very different. Very different. Um, I wouldn't say I, I I like it, but I appreciate it. Like it, it has a very distinctive style. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's very moody and dark and, uh, a lot of heavy blacks, a lot of sketchy little lines everywhere. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Occasionally, it's very good. Like, there's one panel of the his buddy later on where it's really good and detailed, but for the most part, it's pretty ugly. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Like, uh, sometimes the anatomy goes wonky and, like, their movements are weird, but it's a stylized version of art. So I'm fine with it. Like, he's consistent with it, you know? So exactly. I'm not going to, like, nitpick that. Pick that. As long as you're consistent with your wonky anatomy, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't like to, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's so what i was it's gonna, gonna say
0: jarring when it pops up you know it,
2: it is ugly but it's it's the style it's what he's going yeah. for so yeah i i kind of dig it but yeah it's it's not traditional by any means and it's it's, <laughs> it's an acquired taste probably as well
0: yeah it's good it's fine it's just uh, it's not my thing you know he's good at it what he does he's good at it's just not my thing there you go best way to say it but all right bob uh so um constantine wakes up He's like on a subway car or whatever they call them in England. I don't know.
2: Uh, I'm sure it's some ridiculous name. A,
0: uh, <laughs> a banger or mash. And, <laughs> One of oh, those. I
2: don't
0: know. <laughs> and, and, uh, so take us away, Bob. What happens now? He's, he's, he gets woken up on this. Uh, uh, right
2: yeah. So the security guard wakes him up and kicks him off the train. Um, and he's all upset because he hates public transportation, but he can't drive. Uh, so then he gets in a taxi cab cause he wants to go to the industrial estate cause he's going to see his old buddy. whose name I've yes. already forgot.
0: Yeah. I don't remember his name either, but Hey, look how happy that kid is eating cereal on that billboard. <laughs> <You see> that? <laughs> yeah. He's very happy. So, he <laughs> damn good cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, his buddy works at some uh, computer lab or something, right?
2: Yeah. It's not clear exactly what he does, but he definitely works at a computer lab and has access to very impressive computer equipment.
0: And his buddies weird things. And his buddy's name is Richie. Richie.
2: That's right.
0: Richie. Richie also likes to smoke darts.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Richie and Constantine are both smoking sticks. Yeah. Sedes.
1: I appreciate that about this book, if nothing else. We <laughs> <laughs> weren't Saving afraid to have sedes. people smoke.
2: Well, that's literally one of John Constantine's big biggest gimmicks is smoking, and yeah. one of the one of the big storylines is he basically gets lung cancer and makes a deal with the devil, which I think is what the movie is based on.
0: Oh, oh! Hey, <laughs> you know, you know, another gimmick he has, looking like Sting. Sting was big in the eighties, man.
2: <laughs> People loved it. Yeah, they cast him in Dune. It was a huge deal. Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Hey, I'm watching it likes.
1: must be alright.
0: I think uh, I was still watching uh, old Cisco and Ebert, you know? And like Dune popped up the other night. Yeah, they
2: weren't. They didn't (laughs) like it. No, I would assume. I mean, it wasn't great anyway, but I would assume they didn't enjoy it. (laughs)
0: Even Uh, David Lick enjoyed it. He
2: made
0: it. So uh, he's talking to his buddy Richie. He wants Richie to use his fancy computer knowledge to help get him information about where this cult, the tongues of fire, where it is located, right? Isn't that the basic idea here?
2: That's basically yep. it. You know, go do some normal hackery stuff, break into some computer files.
0: That's all we're it, looking for here. But his buddy, Richie, he doesn't just do normal computer hacking. He makes sweet, sweet love to that computer. Like he, <laughs> uh, he puts some electrodes on his head and he merges with the computer. His consciousness goes inside the computer. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> yeah. Jank, this seems like a movie we would have watched on LCS at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Basic plot. I see that. It's got elements but, of like
1: Lawnmower Man. I, I was gonna say it's a
0: little bit Lawnmower. Oh, that's right. We never yeah. watched that, but yeah, yeah, that, that sounds that's something.
1: Something we would watch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Jank, did you like this art here? Because when when his buddy goes to the computer, it gets all trippy and shit. They do. Yeah, uh, this I thought
1: was really good. Um, all the stuff where he's in the computer, I mean, it was all kind of flowery prose and I didn't really care for all that, but I, uh, the yard I thought here was great. Richie yeah. comes out looking a lot better than Constantine, who just kind of looks like he belongs as a Morlock under the streets of New York City.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's not be
0: da- bashing the Morlocks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it gets very like psychedelic and they're doing like two page spreads here as well. Um, So it's it's pretty cool when he's in the computer. Now we cut away and now we get, uh, this is Zed. So this is the same lady who was in the movie theater earlier in the dream sequence, Mm -hmm. even though you would never be able to tell by looking at her. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. And and she's enjoying, she has her hair up in a, a towel. She just got out of the shower. She's in a robe and she's enjoying a cup of tea with an older gentleman. Uh, And I guess, uh, Bob, do you know who this fellow is? I guess he's a friend of Constantine's. Yeah,
2: I don't remember if they – like, he's not not in it much. I don't remember if they cover what their history is with Constantine or if he's just a friend of Constantine. I'm sure in the issue before this they were introduced somehow, but I don't remember the specifics.
0: Yeah, I think I read he he might own some sort of a uh, curiosity shop or
2: something. That might be right. That does sound familiar.
0: And he, like, helps Constantine research some stuff, or, like, paranormal stuff, or when he needs advice. And, and also, he's a gay fella. And uh, so at some point in this, uh, Zed asks, oh, is that, are you and John, like, because he said they're old friends. And she says, oh, are you and John? Yeah. And so. But <laughs> But i don't know if she used that terminology but i believe <laughs> uh when i what i read uh, from what i read on the wikipedia's and other places i don't think they actually confirmed his bisexuality until after this like years after this
2: uh, uh that's probably true because he i mean he wouldn't have had a lot of character development before this this
0: is only, yeah, this issue is only seven so, yeah, so like issues. but what i from my perspective though I feel sorry then for Constantine if Zed, this lady who he apparently likes, thinks
2: he might be gay. That's a bad sign. I think she could well, just figure out. Like, stink. like, I think at this point they've already been together, so I think she just oh. she could just tell that he's. That's even worse.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he was so inept in his lovemaking that he must be gay. If
2: John Constantine a player. Do it from he behind.
0: It, he gets it done. He had no (laughs) knowledge of the vagina whatsoever. (laughs) He must be gay. So, uh, but he asked, and and the guy says, no, no, no. Uh, But he says, John, uh, he's very nice to me, and uh, we're old friends and chums or whatever. And uh, he starts talking about his old lover, who uh, I think he, he, is he dead? Because he shows a picture of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he died of the AIDS, I believe, right? Is that what he says? Uh, No. uh, His lover died in the
2: Falklands War.
0: Yep. Oh. This I guy's need? got the AIDS.
2: This guy's got um, the
0: AIDS. Oh, 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 oh. okay, Because yeah, okay, okay. Um, she says something like, or doesn't he have a line like, oh, they'll start caring about it when it starts killing straight people or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so they're having a chat, uh, but there are some hoodlums sneaking up uh, the back stairs. Let's see see uh, them sneaking up here. And... Uh, <laughs> And she says, "Hey, uh, what's going on there?" And they bust in, and she throws her tea at them. Yet surprisingly, that does
2: not stop them. No, I think it did slow <laughs> them down, though. They 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 thought about it for a second. Like, we sh- should we leave? And then they, they did. We
1: are British. We have to drink this tea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they look. She puts up her dukes there. Or no, that's the old guy. Yeah, the old guy puts up his dukes because they they look very similar. Her with the towel on the head, and him with his yeah, white and him hair. with his white hair, yeah. <laughs> And uh, but the guy just punches him in the belly and uh, knocks him down so I guess uh, the, the people here are, are here to kidnap Zed and because the one guy it's her father right? Is, is he yeah
2: so he, he... Yep. the cult is without getting into all the details basically they're looking to sacrifice her to an angel to bring an angel back to earth I believe it's a little sketchy what their plan is how angels are going to love human sacrifice but you know they're whack. <laughs> They're whacked-out cult. They believe stupid things. That is
0: weird. Uh, so they kidnap Zed, and they throw her in the back of a van, and that old guy is still wheezing uh, from getting punched in the belly. And so now we cut back to uh, John Constantine. And what's happening here, Jank?
1: Oh, so much action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, I, I love the shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get a coffee from the uh, the vending machine, and uh, it's not giving it to him. So he just decides to kick the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's all Busted in and stuff like that, so no one's coffee yeah,
0: coffee again. He's just a normal dude, right? Because he just he buckled <laughs> this coffee machine with one kick. Like it is.
2: I mean, so he, like does have, <laughs> he does have he does <laughs> have demon blood in him. I don't know. If that oh, makes okay. He's the demon oh. blood in
0: him. Because yeah, it's like the Hulk kicked his vending machine or something. But uh,
1: I've seen, seen right, people get mad and kick a DDR machine in, so
0: <laughs> it's yeah, uh, it's it, possible. it can be done.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just love that line. I still haven't got a cup of hot coffee. Just the satisfaction of knowing that the thing will never work again. Just He's just <laughs> such a dick. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this machine.
0: <laughs> so then, Jake, he goes into the office to look at his buddy, Richie, and Richie's still zoned out, right?
1: Yep. Still in the computer. Still kind of just, uh, you know, going looking for this information on the tongues of fire. And you just get a bunch of text boxes here. Like Richie's narration of what it feels like to be inside the computer. Um, don't really get a whole lot out of it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, and Richie's, he's a weird old hippie dude. So that's why it's yeah. all this flowery text and nonsense. So,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we should say, uh, Constantine looks like Sting. Who would Richie look like? He's got a beard, a long, uh, his hair back in a ponytail, glasses. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Norm no. Abrams. <laughs> Norm <laughs> Abrams. I don't know why that's funny, but that's very funny. All right. <laughs> so, but the art here, again, it's very psychedelic and trippy and whatnot of uh, Richie inside the computer. Uh, but then Bob, it uh, looks like Richie, he starts to smolder a little bit. <laughs> What's
2: going on? <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting a little bit too close to something. And, yeah, he's, his body starts to s- starts smoldering. And so John Constantine does the logical thing, which is grab a fire extinguisher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's from <laughs> the fire extinguisher. But it's uh, kind of too late. Uh, ba- or Richie just uh, spontaneously combusted.
2: I can't believe the fire extinguisher sprayed at the human didn't solve the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this. Uh, like, if you, in the one panel where he's sitting in the chair and. I guess he's bursting. He looks really weird there. Yeah, but He's, that's odd. he's yeah. got a gold star around his neck. All right? Yeah, and,
2: I hadn't noticed that.
0: And then later, Constantine, like, picks it off his dead body. But if we go back to the cover, uh, he's depicted with a pentagram
2: yeah. around his neck. That doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense.
0: That would
1: make more sense than just a
0: starfish. Yeah. <laughs> so but what you do you think happened? Mario. Do you think this was a mix-up, like, in the coloring? Like, they just read it as a star and not a pentagram, and they just colored it all solid?
1: Yeah. <sighs> they could have, set, like, five-pointed star, and this guy's like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, like, there's not even, like, there should clearly, even if if the inks sh- at least should have a circle around this star to make it a pentagram, but it's just not there. So, yeah, I've got to assume that Andrew Ridgely here screwed up. <laughs>
0: I mean, because it, cause it pro, it's meant to be a pentagram, right? I mean, yes. you, or because yeah. the other option would, would be the cover sense. artist screwed yeah. up. But I think, considering the the source material, it's probably meant to be a pentagram. So yeah, I guess there was just a mix up somewhere. Because um, that really did take away from the story because I didn't even notice the pentagram when I first looked at the cover, like when I first read the book. Uh, so then yeah. I'm like, yeah, he just has a gold star. What the fuck? Who cares? Why? Why is he wearing a gold star? Around his neck?
2: Yeah, that's very strange. Um, I hope someone got fired over that screw-up. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. He only did two more issues. And they like, you're out of Oh,
0: no. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Rich, Richie's spontaneously combust. And uh, he's just charred bones now. He's just, uh, that's it. You know, he's a dead guy. Yep. And uh, Constantine touches that's it like his head. Right now. Yeah, his head fell completely off. He's just <laughs> a smoldering pack of bones in a chair. Uh, but his consciousness is still in the computer. He's like, "Hey, you there, John? Listen, I had a bit of a close call, but I'm okay. I'm on my way back." And uh, and Constantine's like, "Hey, Richie, I uh, I don't know what to tell you." And uh, he's like, "Hey, Columbus only discovered a new world. Richie Simpson found a whole new universe. You ought to try it, John. Man, what a rush! Here be a mate. Yeah, they keep calling everybody mate as well throughout the book. Well, they're British. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. fine once or twice. If you have to do it thirty <laughs> times." <you know? laughs> Just give us a little I mean, flavor. Have, it's either that or cunt. So what do you want? <laughs> <them to> do? <laughs> give us a bit of a the flavor. Don't drown us in it. Uh, but anyway, so Richie's trying to get out of the computer, Bob, and uh, Constantine just w- refuses to tell him that his body just got incinerated. So well, what he's is trying to? Richie do?
2: keeps interrupting because he's all high on his new power and. <laughs> Constantine's like man. I mean, how do you tell somebody whose mind consciousness is in a computer that their physical body is burned up? Like well, that's not I an would, easy thing to tell. I think
0: them. it'd be pretty <laughs> easy. Yes, Jank. Jank. If this Just happened like to that. us, Jank and I will recreate <laughs> things, right? So I'm, uh, I'm Richie. I'm in the computer. Jank, you play, uh, you play uh, Hellblazer. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> All right, hey Jank. Wow, you won't believe this. This computer is crazy, man. It's, I've discovered a whole new universe. Yeah,
1: uh, hey mate. Uh, I got some bad news. Uh, your body just kind of burned up over here, spontaneously combusted, so what? you can't get back in it. No, oh, shit. You no, know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to we're going to figure this out. I'm going to conjure right. you up some flesh or uh you know, we'll find you a, a person who's brain dead, get you hooked up in their body or something. But I'm going to oh. help you. We'll figure this out. All I'm right, thanks. John.
0: Out. I, can I, do I really I really appreciate that, John Constantine. Hey, but here's the thing. Whatever you do, don't turn off the computer, okay? Cuz that might fuck me up. Just make sure the computer stays plugged in and powered on, okay? Because that, that way my consciousness can keep living until we figure out a way to fix this. Deal? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. See, that, see, that's how that would go, Bob. That's exactly how that should go.
2: But, uh, I mean, that was, that was really casual banter between a guy who's stuck in a computer and a, his whole body's been incinerated and the guy who watched it happen. But what, what does Constantine do, Bob? Well, he doesn't want Richie to come back into his burned-up body, so he obviously disconnects the brain sensors and everything, so Richie can't come back into his body, because that would be awful for him. Nobody wants that. And then he decides, let's go ahead and unplug the computer, because Richie's got no body. What use is he anymore? So... <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to tell him. This all now is going to seem to Richie like this was his plan all along. I'm going to get him to go into the computer
0: and then unplug him. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you, Richie. Yeah. Like it just seems so bizarre that he wanted at least give him some idea of what's happening here, you know? Right? Like he, he they, they considered it a mercy killing, I guess. Uh, you know, just pulling out the plug or whatever. But you should at least tell Richie what's going on, or I, you know, again, me, I would try to, like Jenk and I at, reenacted beautifully. I would try and figure out a way to save my friend.
2: Yeah. I want to just unplug the computer. <laughs> I mean, John was looking out for his best interests. He didn't want him to obviously get into that body, but also he didn't want him have to deal with the horror of knowing that his body was burned up. It's better to just put him <laughs> out of his misery. He's trying to be nice. This is kind of one of the things about Constantine. He's like, tries to be nice and tries to do the good thing, but often it just ends up fucking people over and, in this case, killing them.
0: Yeah, it's pretty easy to see how this would fuck someone over, though. I mean, just I I just think,
2: you know, there's got to be
0: the consciousness is all that you really, you know, As long as your consciousness is going, you're going, you know,
1: I have to assume that Richie is still alive in the computer there and is going to find a way back. And he's going to be quite angry at John Constantine at some point.
2: Do you want to know what happened to Richie? Uh, Yes. Yeah, he didn't die. His consciousness was still alive. Um, I'm actually, yes. I've, I've remembered some of this, so I'm looking it up on one of the Wicked fandom things. So I'm just going to read this, basically. Uh, he gets in touch with John through a gas bill, leaving a phone number for <laughs> John to call him on. Of all the ways to get in touch with someone, <laughs> through a gas bill. Uh, <laughs> so they arrange for a special computer to be sent that would um, allow his consciousness to be downloaded in a new body. Oh, uh, just
0: like Jank and I theorized mm-hmm, when yeah. we reenacted
2: that scene so beautifully. So Constantine agreed, but only if Richie would help him deal with the demon Nergal, who is kind of the recurring bad guy in this, or one of the villains in this.
0: Rich what a, a jerk. I know, what an act. Like, they're like, <laughs> you killed this guy. The least you can do is get him a new,
2: like, oh, my God. He's oh, back in a body. <laughs> it gets even better. Uh So Richie does so, uploading the demon's consciousness to the digital plane alongside John's, where John tricked it into destroying itself. When he tried to... Re- return, however, John discovered that Richie had taken over his body. John oh. convinced him to enter Nergal's body instead, but upon doing so, Richie enter- underwent a transformation into a new kind of technological demon. Demon. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Richie, what he should have done after you got Constantine's body, he should have just unplugged the computer. and said, like, fuck you, buddy. Now I got your body. See how you like it. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's all fucked up. Honestly,
1: I'm on Richie's side in this, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Richie did nothing he did wrong. Nothing. <laughs> Richie yeah. did nothing wrong. Constantine's a piece of garbage. <laughs> Man. I oh, do oh. Some wild, wild stuff. All right. So, uh, yeah, his buddy burns up in the chair there. He unplugs the computer, and he just goes on about his business.
2: I mean, yeah. he's not happy about it.
0: Uh, he's real broken up about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. look, look at this panel on the next page where he's riding the train. He's clearly broken up about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so oh, he's on I'm the train. To the marrow. He's on the train, and he starts seeing the images of his uh, former friends, who have all been uh, like some of them Newcastle kids who died, and because uh, I guess he's haunted by their spirits. Is that another gimmick of uh, Hellblazer? He's haunted by spirits.
2: Yes, specifically these Newcastle people.
0: Was that none at the punk rock concert?
2: <laughs> That's the thing. Like they weren't all like. Um, she was how? involved somehow, but yeah, they weren't all like at the punk rock concert because it was like the <laughs> next day or something because one of them is a biker that they just meet. to yeah, say, how
0: about the gay biker from the <laughs> Yeah, they went real the gay with the movie. biker. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's very, yeah, I can't remember the name of that bar, but it's very that. Uh, I believe, well, yeah, the blue yeah. something.
0: The blue oyster? Was that what that it was? might be
2: the blue oyster, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much that. I don't know why they decided. more stole
0: from police too. again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so he's trying to talk to all these dead spirits, you know. And uh I don't know, what do they tell him? That he's a jerk? Is that what That's they Basically,
2: it, yeah. Like stop being such I a-
1: think they basically tell him he's he's too horny.
0: That's his problem.
2: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, they do <laughs> mention that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the big part of the problem, buddy, is that you're too interested in satisfying your sexual appetites. You're just a dirty old man and you're going to screw up because of it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, seems about right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so he just runs and jumps off a train, and he uh, he knocks himself out. Right, he knocks himself silly there. Yep, fade to black. So now we cut over and we see Zed. She's sitting on an examination table in like a hospital gown, and uh, we see her. Uh, that's her dad, right? Mm-hmm. And these other uh, guys talking. And uh, apparently, they just found out that uh, she's not a virgin anymore. <laughs> uh oh. I guess that was Constantine that did that.
2: Yeah. So yes, and part of it was because, like I said, they were going to try to sacrifice her to have an angel return, but because John Constantine had sex with her and he's got demon blood in him, now she's basically corrupted by, not fully corrupted by a demon, but has been corrupted at least. So.
0: Wait, was that the Plain's line not. he? Was that yeah. the line he used to get? He's like, "Hey, uh, I'm sorry, there, sweetie, but." Uh, if I don't have sex with you, they're going to sacrifice you. So what we have to do is make sure you're not a virgin. All right. Let's You'd be
2: amazed how often that works.
0: <laughs> so that's where the book ends, because um, the one guy says virginity would have been preferable, but mental alignment is more important. We'll never find a better psychological profile. I suggest intensive reeducation beginning tomorrow in Glastonbury. Dante. Very British. Oh, yeah, they have musical concerts there all the time. Next, uh, Intensive Care. That's where they go, Glaston. uh, Glastonbury. I remember the White Stripes played Glastonbury. I had the uh, bootleg. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, now we, we turn the page, and we get to these uh, psych, uh, psychiatrist files of John Constantine. Jank, uh, would you like to tell us uh, uh, what the – I guess they, they detail some dreams he's had. And yeah. uh, he, he had one about his sister, Cheryl. Would you like to tell us about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's having a dream about his sister, Cheryl. Apparently not the first one he's had. Uh, another childhood dream about my sister, Cheryl. It's a chilly early winter evening. Must be a Saturday. The sports results, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's get to the important part. Uh, he's looking at her through the window. <laughs> he's undressing, taking off the cheap, thin clothes she wears for her Saturday job at Woolworths, pausing breathtakingly naked. <laughs> To kiss the pin-up picture of Paul McCartney, thumbtacked to her wall, as she passes on the the way to the wardrobe to fetch her makeup and going-out clothes. Yeah, he's he's loving this. He's fascinated by this whole process of watching his sister get
0: naked. Yeah, he wants to have it's sweet, sweet love with weird. his sister. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I had an older sister. Never had this experience. Just to point it out. There. <laughs> I would imagine that. No, but, I, I
2: don't think this is common. <laughs> Um uh, so what this was his the, favorite Dream. Yeah, but
0: he just said he wanted to have sex with his sister at some point, right? He's like, Yeah, I just
1: <laughs> Well then he says, like, I better not tell this to the shrinks because they might think I'm, you know, into, into incest and stuff. Which sounds like you yeah. are. So Yeah, you
0: are. You are Constantine. You are.
1: Uh <laughs> he also mentions Tony Masters, who I believe is uh the taskmaster. <laughs> uh, later, uh... Is
0: that his real name?
1: <laughs> I think that's his real name, yeah. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Uh, all right, so then uh, the other one, he has another dream. I don't know, is there anything significant about this other dream? Um,
1: uh, he's looking at like oh. a National Geographic. Yeah, and he's looking at all ladies. the native
0: ladies in the National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> he is a horny bastard, this John Goss, Yeah. I don't
2: know.
0: Bob, did they do this gimmick, uh, I like to say the word gimmick, did they use this every issue?
2: Not every issue, but I feel like they did it a handful of times. All
0: right. Oh, uh, there's a little note there by the psychiatrist. Do not underestimate. Yeah.
2: Possessed <laughs> of a high IQ and an amoral intelligence, which is basically <laughs> John Constantine to a Q. That's that's basically or to a T, not a Q.
0: Yeah. Well he's
2: so <laughs> smart, it's him to a Q. He goes <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's what they
0: call it Britain. Yeah. Alright, so uh Jack, this is your first experience with John Constantine. Hey, oh, Blazer, what'd you think? <laughs>
1: I'm still interested in the character, I guess, to an extent. But as for this particular issue, I can't say I was a big fan. I kind of, by the end of it, I was just kind of thinking of that line from Office Space. Like, what exactly is it that you do here? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like anything got accomplished in this. He went to go get well, information from his buddy. His buddy burned the fuck up. But he, he got no information out of it.
0: Yeah. No, he got the information. He did get the information. His <laughs> buddy does mention where they're at. He says, oh, okay. uh, "Yeah, so that's why he got on the train. He's headed there. That's why he got on the train, right?" But yeah. um, uh, yeah,
2: like I, like I said, it's it's hard to find pick just like a standalone type issue out of the series because they're all it's all a recurring story. And so I wanted I wanted to do one get one that was sort of standalone-ish, but also <laughs> very weird. I, yeah. I wanted to get the weird. I could have gone just Thank for you. him fighting demons and doing horror stuff, which, you know, when October yeah. comes around, maybe you'll come back to it. But, <laughs> but I just, you know, I kind of selected one that just covered a lot of, frankly, weird ground and showed off John Constantine as a dick, which was also.
0: Important.
2: <laughs> <That> now, <did. laughs>
0: now the, uh, the writing here at the beginning, it was very overwritten, very overwritten, like yeah. painfully so. um, And I guess this, the idea, the idea of the guy going on the computer and man, I just, if your, if your, uh, motive is to make Constantine an unlikable son of a bitch, then him unplugging that is great. (laughs) But, um, I just don't know how anyone could look at like, like my first experience with John Constantine, seeing him unplug that computer on his friend there, that makes me think, well, this guy's just a jerk. I don't care about this guy at all. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I guess if you've had experience with him previously, then that action could be in character and everything. So I'll take Bob's word. Bob, was, 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 you weren't offended by that him on pay hunt. I mean, it, to,
2: it, yeah. it was it was harsh <laughs> when it happened, but it was like it, like we said, he's he's troubled. He's got a lot of friends die. He sees people die around him a lot. So he's he's not numb to it. It obviously still affects him, but it's like just kind of like this is what happens. People in my life <laughs> die, and this is another one. So. I'm going to put him out of his misery, hopefully without him knowing it because he just spontaneously combusted and this is awful for him. So he's, he's trying to do the right thing and quick thinking decides putting him out of his misery is the best idea. Clearly was not. <laughs> like you said, clearly there would have been better scenarios to go through with this, but in the, in the moment he tried to do what was right and just ended up being a dick about it. But clearly, he, well, here's he, the thing, he like, buys it back later. He, he you know helps the guy out a lot, so it really goes well.
1: <laughs> he helps him out after he blackmails him into helping him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, clearly Richie knows a lot more about this whole going into the computer thing. So maybe if you tell him his body's gone, he can help you come up with a solution.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that would have definitely been the right move. But he's he, he's a flawed character for sure. He doesn't make the right move, frankly, all that often. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I guess it is one of those things where you have your characters make bold choices. Um, yeah, that choice. was definitely but, a choice. That was definitely a choice. And yeah. quite
2: frankly, we were all sick of Richie's dialogue.
1: So. <laughs> I don't want to hear him talk about what it's love like making love to the computer anymore.
0: Uh, it just seemed like such a poor choice that it makes me not like the character. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that.
2: I mean, uh, there was yeah. no way you were liking this character coming into this stall. So, uh,
0: well, he, he does look like Sting, so that's a strike against him. <laughs> uh, we already talked about the art; uh, it's unique, it's distinctive, not something I like, but it's consistent in its style, so it's fine. I don't know, Jank, what'd you think looking back at it after we did the whole issue?
1: Um, like I said, there are some very good parts, like that kind of half shot of Richie's face when he's in the computer. Like that was so good. Like that was excellent. But then there's scenes like when he's on the train, like Constantine's on the train near the end and, and his eyes are completely all wonky. And yeah, what am I looking at? <laughs> so it, it's kind of inconsistent in quality. It's definitely consistent in, you know, tone and whatnot, but I don't know The the
0: quality itself kind of varies. Uh, we also have to keep in mind, I don't really like this kind of stuff. um, <laughs> no, which is another reason why I chose this. <laughs> like magic and, uh, you know, exorcisms and demons and shit. Ah, that's not my like thing. Stuff. Yeah. I like that stuff. I like punching.
2: There's you not know, a single so, punch in this whole thing. Yeah. No, no, there isn't. Actually, there is. There's a couple punches with... Is there? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, old the old guy, guy gets in punched. the belly. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Beating up senior <laughs> citizens. That's the only punch. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's not really my thing. So I, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, middle of the road, because uh, I can see how people would enjoy it. Uh, the art is interesting. I guess if I uh, like these characters, this would have been more interesting to me. Uh, but it, as coming in fresh, just out of nowhere, this was very uh, boring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, as a single issue, there just wasn't a whole lot there. It's not like, oh, there were some cool hero moments in this one. No, no, not so much.
0: I, I don't want to bury it, though, because I, I see what they're doing. I see what he's going for here, and it, it is a big, arching story, you know, so I, I can see the potential here for the overall story, and I, I like the idea of the, the dead haunting him, uh, the people he failed in the past and all that guilt and everything. So I like what they're doing. It's just eh, it's just not for me, you know. It's just not for me. So I don't think I'll be reading any more Hellblazer. <laughs>
2: No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, Jake, you should give it a try though. Start, you know. Yeah. Read a few of them think, and see if you, see if you, see what you think. I
1: think I might. I'm definitely still interested in this character in this world. Uh, wow. And I can see this being all right, you know, if I had more context and if I read the entire series, it might be just fine, but just going off this one issue is tough. <laughs> so
0: I'd probably give it like a four. <clears throat> a four. Uh, Bob, uh, what about this one issue?
2: Uh, can I give it an 11? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Wow. Um, it's a six or a seven. Like I like, like, a like I'm on the other side. Like I like this art. I like, cause I've yeah. grown accustomed to it and I like the characters. So it's, I mean, in fairness, it's probably a six. Cause you're right. Not a lot happens other than him totally screwing over his friend in the computer. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is.
0: Hellblazer. All right. Now here's the part of the show where I usually say what we're doing next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, and even though
0: even though I've been doing the show for over three years now, you will be shocked at how many times I forget to pick a book. It's my turn? <laughs> and uh, so this week completely blanked on it. Um And I also forgot. I also forgot to look for a book while we were doing the Hellblazer review because I was supposed to do that. Remember at the top of the show we said I would do. that? I, I, I did do that. This is yeah,
2: great. Guess what, Jank? It's Hellblazer eight. It's happening. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: All right. <laughs> so to find
2: out what happens with. Up up in Zed. Glastonbury with Zed in Glastonbury.
0: Now, normally I have a list of other books that I wanted to read, um, and I'm looking for that list right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's gonna be and, a lot <laughs> of
1: editing. Episode cutting out all this. No, thing. I'm not
0: doing it. I'm not doing any editing. <laughs> this is all being recorded, and this is all errant. Uh I just don't seem to see that list anywhere. <laughs> so now I have another list of when we did our top 11 uh, flea market fantasy books that we hadn't done on the show yet. I think we did that on the LCS show one time when Miles Watson was on. So I'm looking at that list, and there are a couple books here that we could choose from. This will be a a group brainstorm. We'll come together as a consensus. Now, Bob, you you are off the hook. You are not required to show up next week.
2: Yeah, I I can't, then- I can't be here next week, right. but – Thanks But we'll, <laughs>
0: well, we'll appreciate your feedback on this decision. All right. Yeah. So uh, at, uh, the number one title on that list was Strike Force Moratorium. We did that one. Uh, number two on the list was Damage Control, 1989. This is not the uh, current I, WWE faction featuring Bayley, Dakota I, Kai. I was hoping Kai.
2: that it was a I was hoping it was related to them.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> do I, that would be great. No, this is a, a little uh, four issue series they did or about the, the people that cleaned up all the messes that superheroes mm-hmm. made. Oh. Yeah. I've never read it, but I remember when I was a kid when it came out, but I've never read it.
1: I haven't all either, right. but it's an interesting-sounding idea.
0: Yeah, all interesting
2: right. concept for sure.
0: Also, at number four on the list was Kill Raven, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks I think last week, Bob, we talked <laughs> about Kill Raven because yeah, they made him into Ape yeah. Slayer. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Ape <laughs> <laughs> Raven, the Ape Slayer. <laughs> yeah. But the original Kill Raven, uh, it was like a War of the Worlds situation, and uh, he was in Amazing Adventures in 1973. So that's more my uh, Ballywick, as they like to say, in the 70s. So we could go there. Or a couple others uh, Jack of Hearts from 1984. Oh, yeah. I've never read any Jack of Hearts. Uh, that was a four issue series in 1984. And then he became a. Uh, he, he popped up in the Avengers. I remember he, uh, yeah. uh, the one where Vision went nuts. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he died when, uh, when Wanda went nuts. I remember he was one of the ca- casualties there.
0: Also, uh, wait, we I, did squad. Well, I'm going
2: to interrupt real quick, you, yeah. you know, for fear you guys do do this one, but I just looked up Jack of Hearts. Jack of uh-huh. Hearts real name? Jack Hart. H A R T? Yeah. <laughs> <H-A-R-T>? yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. quite a secret identity. <laughs>
0: Not unlike Tony Masters as Taskmaster. Very similar. Uh, A couple other uh, possibilities here. We mentioned Cloak and Dagger before. This is on the list at number uh, 10, uh, 1983. We've never actually done an official Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Also, uh, some more New Universe books we've never done Cy Force, Night Mask, Mark Hazard, or Justice.
1: Hmm. Ooh.
0: Uh, new Universe, we, the ratings go sky hot <laughs> when we do New Universe. It's true. <laughs>
2: yeah, you guys are going to need to kick it back up after these last few weeks. So.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of curious universe. about Justice because
1: really? I know he popped up in some Peter David books later
0: on. Well, fuck that. I hate Peter David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, that was Jenks. Bob, any input you'd like to have for this decision? Anything uh, or I, any other no suggestions more. you'd like to make? Anything not mentioned?
2: Uh, I don't have any suggestions off the top of my head. All off right. of what you listed, I'd love to know more about damage control. I'd like to. All know right. if that's worth reading.
0: All right, we'll do damage control because uh, <laughs> it's. We were supposed to do it. Mike L and I were supposed to do it a long time ago, and we never did. So, um, <laughs> Jenk, are you cool with damage control next week? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll do issue one. Uh, what the fuck? We don't like to do too many issue ones here, but, you know, it's a four issue limited series. No one knows what the fuck damage control is. Let's do issue one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll All get right. in on the ground floor. <laughs> They're and, in the uh, first
2: Spider-Man movie, right? I assume that's damage control. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah,
1: they them. definitely did mention them in one of those.
2: Because wouldn't they be the guys that were cleaning up that put um, Michael Keaton out of business? Yeah, like, I think you're right. I assume that's that well, company. Yeah, I never
0: watched any of those,
2: so yeah, I have no idea. Well, they were very mean to Michael Keaton, so <laughs> they're not good.
0: <laughs> Can't allow that. But I'll tell you next week when we do this, nothing but Bailey references throughout the entire show. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bob, thanks again for filling in for Jank and for showing up this week. We appreciate it. Not so much for the Hellblazer, but well, just you for don't. your loyalty <laughs> to the brand. Thank you. Uh, we got to thank uh, Jank for showing up again. Nice to have you back, buddy. And uh, hopefully you'll be here next week when we do damage control issue one. And until then, don't get any jank on you.